his family uh, doing that whole family thing. I don't know why he likes his family, but apparently he enjoys them, so he wants to spend time with them. Uh, so he's going to be out with them. No, I'm kidding. Uh, also, too, a quick shout-out to Miss Becky, which is his wife. It was her birthday uh, like last week, so happy birthday to her. And so wishing him and his family a whole good time. They'll be back again with me, or well, at least Jesse will be back in studio again with me live next weekend. Uh, make sure you go out there and follow us on all your social media platforms. All you got to do is put in Paraprobe, P-A-R-A-P-R-O-B-E. If you can't spell that, well, I'm so sorry. It's Paraprobe. It's pretty easy, people. You can get this. I promise you. Just put a little effort into it. My God, man. Hey, can one of you guys shut that door for me real quick? I'm hearing everything out there that's going on. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right, so uh, I guess I'll go ahead and introduce our guest. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so anyways, live in the studio, we got my buddy Henry Lee. Henry Lee is the uh, owner of Gilcrest County Jail and located in Trenton, Florida, right? Correct? Yes, that is correct. In the... Talking to the mic. Very uh, small act, town of Trenton, Florida. Act yes, like sir. you've done radio. Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, Gilcrest County Jail. I'm going to be, you know, of course, interviewing Henry Lee more about the uh, the location. A lot of the activity goes on there. It's very well known haunted uh, known haunted location. It's also very historical. I've been there. I've investigated this place myself quite a few times, and I can vouch and say yes, it is haunted. Um, it, it's definitely haunted by Henry Lee now. He sometimes walks around in a bathrobe, not always wearing clothing underneath, but he, he does haunt it at times. Um, and also, too, we have your two lovely uh, daughters here. No, I'm kidding. He's got his sons here. Uh, so, Justin, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And James. James, yes. Okay. I actually remembered your name. It's nice. A, it's such a plain and simple name. I don't know why I kept drawing a blank on it. <laughs> you got such a baby face, James. You know that? No. Oh. No, I don't. And you sound like a baby. Okay. Um, how old are you? Uh, I'm 13. 13? Oh, I can't pick on you too much. All right. So what about you, man? How old are you? I'm 20. You're 20? Yes, sir. <laughs> You're fair I'm game. definitely fair game. You're fair game. <laughs> Dang it. All right. Perfect. Uh, also, to Henry Lee, you're like what, 21, 22? Yeah, I'm uh, like uh, 36, I think, for the past 20 years or so. So We'll go with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go with 36. <laughs> I have a feeling <laughs> you're probably enough. close to the same age as me. So, probably, you know. yeah. yeah. 60s child. Yeah. Oh, I'm not that high, dude. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, that's it. You're all fair, dude. <laughs> I wear it well. Oh, my. All right, so let's go ahead and let's just start from the very beginning because I know also, too, not just – you own a Gilcrest County Jail, but also being into the paranormal because you have this fond interest of it, and I know it's because of reasons that you have. So let's go ahead and start with that first. What got you into the paranormal? Well, as a child, um, I remember I lived with my grandmother till I was about nine, and then moved in with my mother and her new husband. Mm-hmm. We lived in a very old house uh, on Arcadian Avenue in New Jersey. Um, first thing that caught me off guard as a nine-year-old child was a pentagram on the basement floor with melted wax kind of put me off a bit yeah it'll definitely um, get your attention yeah. they had them glass doorknobs in that particular house and i would tell my mom all the time the glass doorknob would be jiggling around mm-hmm. that would be my earliest memories of paranormal um going on as a child um, i always felt different from the other kids very emotional easy target to pick on didn't realize it back then in the 60s and 70s that i had some empathic abilities going on um which Back then, they more or less thought I was had something wrong with me mentally. Yeah. But they're probably on the right track on that as well. Yeah. See, but, for me, it's definitely mental. I'm not empathic at all. Right. So, but at least <laughs> oh, I admit man. it. I, I embrace my craziness. So that's perfectly okay. 
But I'm good. Got with my wife, uh, Cheryl. She's the co-owner of the, the Gilchrist. Who seems like a very nice lady. I got to meet her outside, but of course they were taken off to go do their thing. So. Yes, they yeah. were. Um, we talked about the paranormal she'd experienced as a child with her mother mm-hmm. being a medium. She definitely uh, had more going on in her childhood than myself. But then we were in an accident, um, propane explosion back in 2014, mm-hmm. which uh, in the the events that happened there and the things we've seen at the hospital kind of put us into overdrive. And Okay, rewind here. So you were involved in a propane explosion. Yes, sir. Uh, clarify on that. Like, where was that? Um, it, was in, um, it was in uh, Illinois. We lived in mm-hmm. an old farmhouse, which was haunted. Um, mm-hmm. We had paranormal activity going on in there. It seems to follow us. Yep. But uh, one particular day, we had a propane delivery, and couldn't they couldn't light something in the house. Left it for me to light. I lit it, and the whole house exploded and around all of us. Wow. Um, Thank Mom God you I guys were, are still here. Uh, yeah, we're lucky to be here. Yeah. Um, but with that said, I'd seen some things in the hospital asking for signs that came and um, kind of put us both into a different place with the paranormal. Yeah. And as we healed and moved on, we uh, ended up moving back down here to Florida, which I grew up over in Daytona Beach. Shout out to Volusia County and Spruce Creek High. Ah, that's cool. Um, yep. But with that said, one day we're looking through Facebook, and it said the old Gilchrist County Jail was for sale. Mm-hmm. Well, this was during the time of COVID, and we were thinking about what we wanted to do with the rest of our lives. So we, without haste, we went up and drove to Trenton, uh, got with uh, Matthew Perry, the realtor at the time. <laughs> Matthew um, Perry? Yeah, his name's Matthew Perry, not the one from 90210. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um, a very, very good realtor to, uh, to take on a a property like this that uh you know if this guy was a realtor and his name is matthew perry if he did not use a tagline i'll be there for you he, from does. The TV show for, he does he does oh i gotta meet this guy now oh he that's funny i make fun of him okay. relentlessly I, on I, that. I, I gotta meet this guy i now. make fun of him i was gonna say if he did not use that he does he was terribly missing out yeah. <laughs> well hopefully he's listening and he'll get a kick out of this but um, with that said, we went and looked at the jail, um, mm-hmm. got to meet Arlene Hale, which was the one who put the Gilcrest County uh, Jail on the map with 16 years of her mm-hmm. dedication to the place and uh, her paranormal um, contacts and the people she had in there. That all was sold with it. Um, we had to bid against some people, and uh, she uh, bought the jail at a yard sale, believe it or not, 16 years earlier. At a yard sale? At a yard sale, That's yes. crazy. Um, her okay. husband... He knew that she was into the paranormal. Was mm-hmm. that a yard sale? He bought it for her. And 16 years later, we she ended up deciding to sell to us. Um, I can only picture my wife doing this. Like, he'd go into a yard sale and be like, oh, what'd you find today? A jail? What? And the, the great thing about the jail is, uh, which I'm talking with uh, Tallahassee now about making her a historical site, is it was never refurbished for anything else. Mm-hmm. The bars are still there. The doors are still there. I have keys. I've got locks on 60% of the I was the looking at the keys that you brought here in yes, the studio. Uh, I want to make sure I take a picture of that. Very heavy. Very heavy. I yeah. can imagine getting beamed with these. Amazing. But um, with that said, uh, I'm like deaf now after he dropped that. Right? My headphones are up yeah, loud. <laughs> Sorry so about many that. Of them too. Yeah. But uh, with that said, we bought the place. Uh, we worked a deal and we were fortunate to get it. I believe it was. When my wife and got there, my wife and I got there with the realtor. Mm-hmm. We asked permissions of the spirits of Gilcrest. Hey, we'd like to come into your space. Mm-hmm. We'd like to, you know, we'd mean you no harm. Yeah, we'd just like to. We're thinking about being, being respectful. New, yeah, being the yeah. new caretakers. I gotcha. 
I mean, I believe at the end of the day, that's what made Miss Arlene um, say, you know what? I think these people are the people that should take the guilt credit. She for. saw you guys had legitimately a, a good heart in doing what you were doing. You weren't there just to make a buck. It was like, no, this is something we want to do, but we're going to be respectful because you're respectful kind of people. And so, that's yeah. and that's the way spirits should be treated with respect because it's just our energy after we pass. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, you expect me to treat you with respect. Same thing with on a ghost hunt, and you've been doing it for many years. Oh yeah, you probably agree with me that you got to treat the spirits with respect if you expect to communicate with them. See, here's here's my thing about that, and I'll throw this out there for my listening audience out there. You know, all three and a half of you that includes the little person. Um, you guys know that obviously I'm a paranormal investigator. I've been doing it for like you know 20 years. All right, not to age myself, but been doing it for a long time. Um, and I've always been respectful about when i do these investigations and such for multiple reasons one like you said you know you're you're dealing with a person you know so you're wanting to be respectful because you're dealing with a person treat them like anybody else that's with right. respect and then secondly too you never know especially nowadays how many people have like nanny cams you know stuff like that in their house now if they believe their grandmother per se is haunting the house and they want you to come in check it out and see and you're either going all right granny come on out we don't believe you're here bring it on out lady yeah, that doesn't look good. It does not look good at all. No. Yeah. And you'll be amazed. I know some people that's got busted doing it. It's hilarious. Um, I tend to, if I'm trying to, and I don't provoke spirits, what I'll do is I'll put myself in their time period. Like, we'll say 1930 to 1940, the Gilcrest. Yeah. Their highlight years. I'll play music from that time period, or I'll play the Honeymooners. That's pretty cool. And that's giving them yeah. what they, but I anticipate or think that they would like from the 30s. Yeah. And um, I get responses out of that, it's like like they're enjoying when I play the Honeymooners, when I show Jay Mansfield, mm-hmm. when I play. Now, how long has Gilcrest been around? Like, I mean, I know that it's been closed down, obviously, for a long time, but like it, it came out in what, 1928, I think, is 19, when it opened? Yes, 1928 is when Gilcrest uh, opened. Um, mm-hmm. From 1920 to 1966, one of the claim to fames of Gilcrest was... 6 a.m., the sheriffs would come in, do their daily routine, book people in, process, feed, take care of the prisoners. At 6 p.m., they'd lock the doors, and they would leave. And that was it. They and that was it. Own. Now, it's an eight-cell jail, and seven of the eight cells are for two people. Mm-hmm. Now, two people in one cell, you got pretty good odds, 50-50. Yeah. But now, cell four. Cell four, and it's hey, they held six. Mm-hmm. Now, I couldn't imagine... Um, I'm a lover, not a fighter. If you ask Miss Cheryl, I'm not a lover either. Yeah. But I could not imagine the pecking order in there. Can you imagine at 4 p.m.? You're the low guy in cell four. Yeah, the sheriffs are going to be leaving in two hours, and you and I are going to have a discussion about not getting that breakfast this morning. Exactly. Exactly. It wasn't a kill in prison. It wasn't a kill in jail, but deaths happen there. Oh, I'm sure. On the regular. Oh, I am sure. I mean, it's one of those, especially back in the day back then, like you said, I mean, these guys are leaving at 4 in the afternoon, so they're unattended all night long. Right, from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Yeah, and and like I said, I've been there myself, you know, for investigations, so there's, even if they scream for help, there's no one would have been nearby to hear their help. Nowhere. Nobody. Nowhere close. Yeah, they would have been done. So, with that said, uh, very interesting place, especially cell 4, that's where there's a, a, there was a hanging in there. Um, <clears throat> the last death at, at Gilcrest that uh, was in 2006. There was some kind of skirmish. They left uh, a body. I won't say the the, the the gentleman's name out of respect to the family that still lives yeah. by the jail. Yeah, that's fine. But it's in Gilcrest history where they dumped this body in there, and then the cover of night came. They came back into the jail, 
and he was still alive. They blasted him a couple more times right there and dumped his body out. So oh. can you imagine this poor gentleman just laying He's there? He's laying there I made it. <laughs> and yeah, so there's a lot God, of heaviness in the jail. That's bad. Um, nothing I've ever felt, and you've been there. Yeah. I've never felt in danger. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I never, I never felt like I was in danger or somebody was gonna like you know pick me up and throw me through a window like you see in Hollywood. And mind you, people, that's Hollywood, not real life. Okay. That's correct. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I never felt anything like that at all. I, I felt like definitely like as somebody, you know, like everybody, you can have that feeling of somebody being the you know in the room or watching you, something like Especially that. Especially upstairs at the guild. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and that goes for anybody. It doesn't even have to be a haunted investigation. You could be like walking down the street and feel like somebody's watching you. We've all been there done that had that feeling but there yeah you definitely get that feeling like somebody is there and they are watching you more than one yep uh, that i oh man that's one of those reasons why i would just never take a shower there and you see how small the showers are there that um, is true well then again i don't know i'm kind of an expedition or ex what do you call it expeditionist thank you so yes. yeah maybe I'm and if i wanted to watch you ex being an expeditionist i'd be the voyeur yeah there we go there you go okay all right we got we got it settled so we now have it is settled that henry lee owns that and he would watch me shower okay <laughs> so all right uh that's a great thing i do love about you because even the short time we've been talking like since you've been here and everything i can tell you got a good sense of humor and i like that so <laughs> I, try. I can see you're gonna fit in with us um now for you two knuckleheads all right so you are like going to be semi nice too because you're only 13. Okay. You on the other hand. Oh man. Oh yeah. All right. So how long have you been touring with Nirvana? Because you look a lot like a young Kurt Cobain. <laughs> uh, not really that long, honestly. I'm not really like into it like Lee is. I, I mean, I was. I'm not. I'm more of like what he was saying, a skeptic, really, than anything. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I definitely have seen a couple things happen in the jail more than like any other place like i'm more it's more shadow people or being watched like you saying mm -hmm. or just like just little just little feelings here and there and stuff like that when you're working and just walking through or even trying to get an evp or you'll catch something on that yeah and talking with henry i understand that you are also helping with the re actual refurbishing process of yeah. the jail and everything so you're in there a lot Oh, yeah. We just put on a, a brand new roof on it and everything. Mm -hmm. So I, I was going in and out from the I was going on top of the roof inside of it, making sure the bottom was good and stuff like that. I mean, we're putting windows in it now. I mean, so for like any of the, the weird stuff, per se, you know, paranormal stuff that may happen or like you said, feeling like you're being watched or right. anything like that. Is there any particular part of that jail where you get it more than any other location in the when jail? I, when I was actually working out there, I was uh, power washing the, the upstairs. I don't know if you like uh, spent a whole bunch time upstairs but it was mm -hmm. more in that back area okay like after yep. you walk up the stairs you turn left and you walk all the way back that last cell is like the one that i really didn't like power it's washing. always the last cell I, every I time that it. yeah that's uh, okay back in the day and for a listening audience out there you remember from me coming from dead x radio when dead x radio went there to do an event one time and we were upstairs uh, for the investigation we we're in that last cell and a lot of you probably remember us talking about this on dead x radio when my buddy jeff on the show got his uh, nether regions touched and it was not by me it was definitely by unseen you know force now what was so funny about that besides where he got grabbed was the fact that of course i already told you guys how we were brutal to each other oh, yeah. so of course most people would be like well come on jeff let's get you out of here i'm like no let me go get the thermal camera 
So I ran and got the thermal camera, came back, and we were like, you know, doing our thing. And you could see that there was definitely a like cold spot right where his crotch was. Which should be the opposite. Which should be the opposite, exactly. cameras, you would know. Exactly. Like, yeah, now for people out there, a thermal camera is kind of like what the fire department uses to look for heat sources in walls. And a lot of paranormal investigators use this because you can see the difference in temperature through this camera. So... For all intents and purposes, in theory, a lot of you know ghost hunters they they firmly believe that ghosts usually have a dip in temperature, not a spike. So what they look for is like these blue spots, you know, where it could be even person shaped that they believe may possibly be a spirit that was standing there, and they caught it basically on camera, for lack of a better term. Now, when we did this, you could see there was this blue handprint in his nether region area. Yes. Now, on a normal human, it would have actually came up like a yellowish orange because your body heat collects in that area, like underneath your armpits, stuff like that. That's and, correct. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it was just a little piece of, you know, a backup, I guess, you know, to, to confirm that something was definitely going on. <laughs> well, so, since you've been there, speaking of thermal cameras. Yes. We have 10 Mobotics cameras. Mobotics, you're probably not familiar with it, but they come out of Japan and Germany. Mm-hmm. And for us to get them in the jail, they're the top-of-the-line thermal infrared camera you get on the planet. Yes. We had to go through Homeland Security mm-hmm. let them know what we were doing with them. These are running nonstop at the jail um, as we speak. I'm actually very familiar with it, and we'll discuss that off-air. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't always in radio. Um, so I definitely understand that. And for you saying that, for me to put this out to the audience— this is not an exaggeration of what he's talking about. It is very, very true. They are very, very on par, on point. These things primarily are used for searching for bad guys in like urban areas, jungles, everything else, uh, because they are very, very strong with the heat signatures and stuff like that. It, it, even though, imagine the the movie Predator, where you see everything in the thermal vision, like you know how Predator sees everything. It's like that, and it's crystal clear though on everything you're seeing. So, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. You so that's pretty Casper. cool. Yeah, you described Casper. Casper, yeah. Um, to, to the T. Yep. Um, right now, Faculty Mobotics uh, just got reached out to us last week. We are in the process of any anomalies that happen in the jail. Mm-hmm. They get pinged. Instead of watching hours and hours and hours of nothing, and all of a sudden you see something, Casper will have its algorithm to do all that for us. Mm-hmm. We're working on an SLS uh, function for the cameras nice so that will be running non-stop our expectations are to take every tool that we trust in paranormal yeah. that we're using like the k2 meter mm-hmm. so i have one in my pocket which will go, go crazy here mm-hmm. we plan to incorporate all those into casper's functions okay so it not only can capture the stuff when we're not there we are going to be in the near future offering virtual ghost hunting of the gilcrest property that's pretty cool that's pretty cool so, so now on to you, young James. Okay, so I got to be nice to you. I got to keep remembering that. Okay, so for you, I know you've been in and out of Gilcrest, obviously too. You know, yes. as a matter of fact, your guys' relationship is Henry Lee is your father. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, because him being your father, you've been there, done that, been around the jail, all that. Sure, you've even been on investigations. I'm sure too. Um, what is some of the things that you have experienced? And, and mind you, our listening audience again, he's only 13 years old, so I have to give him credit to be brave enough to even want to do this to begin with. So I, I am going to give you props on that. Now, I will make fun of the fact that, once again, you look like you're nine. Very tall nine, but you look very young. All right, so go ahead. I had well, to pick on him about something. I had to oh, find but something. But I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice. One yeah. of the first times I was there, mm-hmm. we, we sat in cell four, and we did, like, kind of just like a sub investigation not really 
mm-hmm. like friends and family really and uh like every every now and then i would look over to cell five mm-hmm. and uh, like which is across the hall i believe and uh I I saw like a shadow figure standing like right next to the window mm-hmm. almost and literally I just couldn't explain it. So let me ask you this. Okay. Did you really start getting into this because it piqued your interest because of your father? Because that's what it was with my daughters. It was because I did it. They thought it was interesting and they wanted to learn and do it. So was it because of that or is it because you had something paranormal happen and it got your interest going or was it because of your dad? It's because of my father. Yes. Yeah. Just following into the legacy. Yeah, I'm very proud of him. He's an exceptional young man. He is the future face of Gilchrist. He uh, is a smart kid. I like I said, I was trying. I, I got to find something to pick on him about because that's what I do. And you're making it difficult, and I hate that. You may have to leave the studio. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm kidding. You're not have to leave. <laughs> but as I pass the reins after I get it restored and get it historically uh, correct and everything else, I know in my heart that I have someone to pass it to because, like I said, mm-hmm. I bring Arlene Hale up a lot. But she really did not want to sell her being her age and health. She mm-hmm. had to. and she, she had to, yeah. And it hurts her heart to do it. At least I know I'm putting all this time and effort and love and sweat and tears. But see, but that's the thing that's cool about this. Because time and time again, and you know this just as well as I do. I mean, especially at our age, we've been there, done that, seen a lot. You see these people that will buy up these, like, really awesome, you know, historical locations and tear them down to throw up a strip mall or something. You know what I mean? And it's nice to see someone like you who came in and said, no, I want to keep this thing historical or historically accurate, you know, and keep it, you know. And that's cool. I, 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 I applaud you for that. And with that said, that's why I joined the Restoration Committee of Gilcrest of mm-hmm. Trenton. I am the vice president of that. Looking forward to restoring our history because in Gilcrest, and especially in Trenton and Gilcrest, we don't want the Walmart. No offense, Walmart. Yeah. We like our mop pies and our Yeah, it's tops. an itty-bitty town. It yeah. really is, and we'd yeah. like to keep it that way. But with that said, sadly, there's only one place in the whole Gilcrest County that's registered as a historical site. Yep. I am in I am in the process. Of, I want to restore the historical society and start getting these places registered, like our courthouse, like the, 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 the permit office. Yeah. If there registered big companies can't come in and buy them up yeah because they fall under historically yeah and they can't touch them at and that they point. can't touch them yeah. so that's the, what we need to do in trenton because you know how busy it is here in sarasota st oh, pete Tampa absolutely area. which way is it moving up. you can't move south anymore hardly yeah it's moving it's up. all moving up so every if we don't single protect bit that of it. now yep like within the next few years forget about it oh yeah yeah, it's one of those things that I'm a I'm a firm believer in sometimes of the... Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm all about things to improve people's lives, okay? Now, with that being said, I don't mean wrecking everything around it in order to make their lives better. You know, like, I grew up on, you know, Sarasota's my hometown, born and raised, multiple generations. There's streets in Sarasota that's named after my family. Nice. All right, now, with that being said, like, I grew up on Siesta Key. I'm an island boy. I grew up on the water my entire life. You know, and I remember like, you know, me and my buddies, like when we were in our teens, we'd go out to the parking lot, hang out, and there'd be like 150 teens out there on the weekends, and they would keep it open for us until midnight, you know, the parking lot, as long as we stayed out of trouble, wasn't doing things stupid, they let us all hang out, we'd play our music, we'd have fun, you know, the whole nine yards, right? It, trust me, if anybody got stupid, we didn't have to, they had cops on foot patrol that would walk around and make sure we stayed out of trouble, you know, not drinking, crap like that, which... 
obviously we would, but you know, we try to hide the best we could. Uh, but if you did something stupid, we got you out of that group faster than the cops did because right, we were like, we don't time. want it ruined. Yeah. Right. And eventually, though, after all the condos started coming in and everything else, yeah, that got shut down. You know, there was no more hanging out, doing any of that stuff. And believe it or not, it used to keep a lot of teens off the streets and out of trouble because that's where we'd hang out. And like I said, it was regulated by the police. They walked around, made sure we stayed out of trouble. We maintained it and kept people out of trouble, you know, and everybody had a good time. We never had any, like, fatal drinking accidents, no nothing. I mean, we never had an issue out there. Yeah, we, it sounds like Daytona back in the 80s. Yeah, and then, of course, they, you know, here comes all the people buying up the condos. They go in, George and Martha up here, they can't see the beach anymore because those cars and those teens are in the way. <laughs> You're up 15 floors. You can still see the beach, but still, whatever. you know. Right. So, yeah, we had to knock it off. That's sad. Yep, unfortunately. It makes me want to cry. Oh. If I had Sit. feelings, I would. To um, save our future, we must embrace our past. Yes, and children are our future. Yes, they are. Yep, and they will lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. There's a little Whitney Houston for you. All right, so now moving back over to my buddy over here, oh, Mr. Yeah. Nirvana. All right, so now you're 20 years old. Yes, sir. Refurbishing this place. Getting into, you know, the paranormal, obviously. You're going to be mm-hmm. doing some ghost hunts and all that. Means you'll eventually become a paranormal celebrity, I'm sure. Um, you will be represented by us, just letting you know. Awesome. Okay. So. I mean, I don't mind. All right, because, man, I get 15%. I, so. I will, we'll have to negotiate that a little bit later. Uh, no, it's 15%. <laughs> Negotiation. It's 15%. <laughs> <laughs> and for young ladies out there, he's a good-looking young man, so make sure you keep paying attention to this, you know. He is currently single, too. Oh, and you're single. Super single. <laughs> Super single. Super single. <laughs> All right. All right, super single. Okay, that sounds a little cheesy. We're going to have to find a different way to rephrase that to make it cooler. But uh, Mr. Single. But And he's emotionally unavailable, too. So, no, I'm kidding. All right, so. <laughs> it's a roller coaster over here. All right, now, besides Gilcrest, have you had, and this is questions for both of you guys, have you guys had any paranormal-like experiences any place other than Gilcrest? Uh, yeah, whenever I was actually really younger, like the, the house that he was talking about that we had the propane explosion at, actually, okay. that's where I had my first really, like, ghost experiences and stuff like that it was really whenever i was doing my laundry one day Mm -hmm. i was just upstairs you know folding my laundry i was i was like nine or eight maybe even 10 at that point at at the most Mm -hmm. and i was just sitting there just folding my laundry in my closet doors which just started like moving and opening and like the I, there was just like nothing really no, like uh yeah there i mean it just started opening it like and it closed a couple of times and i mean i was just so scared i was like i mean i was like asking my brother if he'd come upstairs and like just do <laughs> his laundry and stuff and like what actually cut it for me was whenever his closet door moved because we had two closet doors like right next to each other mm-hmm. and it, it just it was just insane for me all right so james was it the same thing for you it started the house uh yeah actually one of uh so i was sitting on uh the uh like the stair the staircase Mm -hmm. at the bottom and from the top of the staircase there's like a a just one a pair of his underwear comes flying at me from the top of the staircase hashtag flying underwear make sure you put that on my twitter okay face (laughs) 
Nah, it hit me on the back of the head. <laughs> Why? Right. He there doesn't want to admit that. No, there was no one upstairs. All right, so now with that being said, now when this happened to you guys, did you guys go to dad and say, hey, dad, there's some crazy stuff going on? Or were you, like, intimidated to tell I, him? Like, you know, like you were afraid he wouldn't believe you? I mean. No, I just, I just I didn't went, really care. I thought it was one of my brothers or something. I just went mm-hmm. downstairs and started playing Xbox. I stopped doing my laundry, and I was like, I'll just do that later, you know. <laughs> He's what? like, peace, I'm good. out. <laughs> what dad said, ladies, he's been doing his own laundry since he was 10. Oh, there's another so step there's up. He actually does his own laundry and cleans up after himself. I mean, come <laughs> on. And he's potty trained. Exactly. There you go. Domesticated, does his own laundry. Can you cook? I can definitely cook. Oh, yeah. He makes I steaks. Make, oh, really? Yeah. I make steaks. I mean, pretty much. I mean, burgers. I, I'm, I'm definitely a big All right. For you young ladies out there, I'm going to be taking a picture of everybody here in the studio with me whenever we get done with the show, and I'll be putting it out there on my social media so you guys can go out there and, you know, check them out. <laughs> and just feel free. I'll make sure I tag you in it because I don't want everybody coming through me to hook you, <laughs> to pick you up. That's, yeah. That's 22%, by the way. It, yeah. <laughs> if, if I do your dating for you, it's 22%. <laughs> it goes from 15 to 22. Yeah. If, if, it gets, if it gets that heavy, I'll have to have you do it for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because trust me, my wife, she arranges all my dates, which are zero, but if she does all too, the If arranging. it's not too hard for you, I can definitely have that arranged. <laughs> I get definitely, yeah, I, I don't mind being a pimp. That's fine. All right, cool. Okay. All right, so back to dad here. So apparently you're not allowed to date or anything, so we'll have to skip those questions. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah you and me, we're married, happily married. Well, not to marry each other, but we're happily whoa. married. Whoa, whoa. Um, yeah. It's nice to know we have options at our We house. always have options. There this is go. true. Yes. Um, so with your wife now, um, God, I wish she was here to ask her some questions too. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to depend on you to be honest with me on what you think she would say. And okay. we'll go from there. That way, if you two get an argument on the way home, that's between that's, you guys. I believe she's listening right now. So okay, perfect. keep it real. Okay. So has she been on, we'll start with a basic. Has she been on in a paranormal investigation with you? Yes, she has. We, okay. we, we do them together and that's. Pretty much our team, our family. We're a family of mm-hmm. parallel investigators. Um, we obviously do the jail. Mm-hmm. We do outside locations like recently we did Tombstone. Yep. Did the birdcage. Um, we enjoy doing these things. She, Like I said, she's more perceptive than I. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my things that I do. But we enjoy doing this together instead of being at a rage at a bar. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, up, uh, well, from here it would be up there. At, oh, what's the name of that place up there up the freeway? The senior citizen home there. The, village. the villages. Ooh. We could be hanging out at the villages. Me and but... Jesse did a whole show on the villages sure. a few weeks ago. Did, yeah. Did you get checked for STDs, by the way? Oh, man. We did a whole show on it. We talked about the different colored sponges and what they mean. Really? And... I'll have to talk to you after the fact. I'm getting ready to go <laughs> oh, on a cruise. Oh, and I don't man. want to end up picking up the wrong sponge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely inform, like I'll inform you on this <laughs> one. Or you can go back to everywhere you get your podcast shows. i got to throw this, you know, this punch out there. Anywhere you get your podcast shows, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, you know, Hip Hop World Star, you know, OnlyFans, me and Jesse are on everything. Uh, actually, you could go to anywhere that you listen to your podcast. I promise you, Paraprobe is there. You can go back and listen to the past shows. And we do actually, for real, have a show that me and Jesse did about the villages not too long ago. Because that in itself is paranormal with all the swinging going on. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> all right. So, let's go back to you guys again. Okay. So, have you and your wife ever go to the villages and swing no i'm kidding not um, yet. what started her on her paranormal trek for getting into it probably after we get together we talk about the experiences we had as children and, mm-hmm. and of course the accident i don't have to rehash that out yeah um what we both seen mm-hmm. i mean I'll, I'll do one short story go for it she was in a coma longer than i i woke up two days had to enjoy it um I so you guys have... were in a coma too we were putting 
induced comas. I was burned at 47%. Dude, you left all that out in the last she part of our conversation. Why didn't you bring that up? Burnt at 82%. But anyway, Damn, as she's going through many, okay. many operations, yeah, yeah. I was able to finally, after about a month, to go see her. Mm-hmm. I had been seeing a mist around my bed, white. And I thought, you know, well, boy, they've got me on something here. But after it happened a few times, I'm starting to think, this is like an angel above my bed. I know what I'm seeing here. Yeah, yeah. Going to my wife's room, I look up. I'm looking up. I see the white mist. She's like, do you see that? And I'm like, yes, I'm the only one that can see it. You can see it, too. And we had we better look at each other. I had an epiphany. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what really, really put us in double gotcha. drive. See, like the way you first explained it the first time, you know, it was very kind of nonchalant, which I'm sure after years now, it's kind of nonchalant for you guys. Years, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, I did not realize it was that bad. I thought you guys kind of came out on stage. Oh, unscathed. they were in the house. I didn't upstairs. realize it was um, that bad. They weren't burned, but they seen windows blowing out. Man, that's he crazy. He jumped under bed, thought it was an earthquake. Well, it all was... kidding aside, then, and I'm throwing the, the jokes to the, no, to the curb good. right I now for a moment. No, I was going to say, I mean, honestly, seriously, I mean, thank God you guys survived. You right. Know? It, so. it is, it is, it's a miracle we did survive. Yeah. Do you think that anything paranormal is involved in that for you guys to walk away like that? Yes. Uh, yes. I didn't see it, but Austin, his brother, their brother, and. Mm-hmm. My wife on the way out, they said they swore they could see a hand pushing because the basement blew up first and so we were able to escape. Yeah. They could see a hand like pushing the flames back. Really? And like I said, the, okay. <clears throat> the house has already had paranormal activity. We had a girl coming down the stairs on a regular chair pulled out from under me. Mm-hmm. I stood up, went to sit back down. The chair was out from under me. Yeah. Ha ha. Um, so apparently they like practical jokes too. So. They are jokesters. <laughs> they are, they pretty much are jokesters. Which I I agree. I've had my moments. So. But um, yeah, like I said, it was both of our. We've seen the the thing on Facebook that we wanted to do this. Yeah. We couldn't know. We didn't want to open up a bar. We didn't yeah. want to. You know, hey, what are you going to do during COVID time? So we thought, yeah. oh, out of the box, yeah. let's buy a paranormal destination. Now, are we these big paranormal investigators when we bought the place? No, we just had paranormal experience. Most people who buy those locations are not, anyways. But to be with honest. that said, we're mm. cutting our teeth. Yeah. For the past year and a half in Gilcrest mm-hmm. at the May Stringer House, another yeah. really great location. Yep, yeah, been there. We've seen a door open up in front of our own eyes, mm-hmm. um, like Tombstone, the birdcage. Yep. We do these things as a family. So instead of going to Disneyland week, we're going and seeing historical places. I could see all of you guys actually having a TV show developed that is about these family investigators, which I think would be pretty cool. I, I think it would I be, too. I own 15% um, of that copyright by Chance right, Hancock. Okay. Right, um, 15%. <laughs> I think a show like that would be no, cool. No, mm-hmm. Or I think a no, show. No, 15. I'm good with just 15. I think a show based at a paranormal destination mm-hmm. with different players coming in each week where the play yeah. stays the same. Yeah. But your characters change from week to week, different styles. Yeah, absolutely. Your style versus Scott, yeah. uh, Scotty Burns of War Party. Or... And see, uh, you know what? So we're going to go ahead and get into that a little bit too. Just a little, little off topic from Gilcrest, but more about investigating. So I'm, and I'm sure you're like me. I don't believe there is no right or wrong way per se. I mean, there's obviously wrong ways, but that would be obvious to anybody. Like, right. you know, don't be stealing at a house. You right. know what I'm don't saying? Be disrespectful to anybody disrespectful. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, common ground. But I think for the most part, and I'm talking very generically here, I don't think there's really a wrong way or a right way to do an investigation. It's whatever you're comfortable with, you know? And I know so many people out there that will sit there and say, well, these people are wrong. It's like, really? You're, you're telling them that they're wrong. You don't even know if you're right, and you're telling them that they're wrong. Right. Because everything about the paranormal is in theory. Nothing is proven. Right. Yeah. And I don't care if it's about UFOs, Bigfoot, anything in paranormal. It's all in theory. 
It's all in theory. We're, yeah. we're chasing after it, but there is something going on. Yeah, there's definitely something there. And I believe, like I said, in the future, when the mathematics of quantum mechanics is fully understood, mm-hmm. we will know how that energy transforms because no energy, real pure energy dies. Yep. Our soul is pure energy. We don't know what happens. I mean, well, this is us trying to figure out answers along the way. Well, you got to look at it like this. Like with the electrical synapses that go off in your brain, which you know trigger all everything in your everything, body. Yes. Everything from thought to movement, the whole, the whole nine yards. They are. There is a very firm belief that your memories and all that may be contained inside some of those electrical synapses. So, for all intents and purposes, that is a soul because it is you. It's you inside this electrical thing. Like prime example, a scientist to today, not one scientist can really truly explain how you can close your eyes and picture exactly what your two sons look like. They know that you can. We right. all can do it. We all can close our eyes and picture, like, you know, our favorite car or what we look like ourselves right. or the stuff around us. But they can't explain how does the the, right, the, the, third the eye, brain the, eye, the, right, yeah, no, the, no, the, the yeah, the brain's eye makes that image in your brain for you to see that. They don't know. They realize obviously electrical impact, uh, electrical synapses, a lot of that's causing that, but not exactly where or how. All right. So with that being said. Once again, like you said, you know, even according to Einstein and even other theoretical physicists like, you know, Michio Kaku and everything else, mm-hmm. the energy does not die. No. You know, it just transfers. It goes somewhere else. It's got to go somewhere. It's like when lightning hits a, a house. It travels through the house and into the ground. And right. it goes everywhere. All right. Now, with that being said, if all that stays contained and it moves outside the human body, once the body shuts down, starts decaying and all that, you know, the soul, for lack of a better term, you know, boom, walks out, goes for a little trip. <laughs> That could explain spirits. And then when people are like, well, then if they're really ghosts and it's like, you know, this little thing, you know, how does it move objects? Well, think about this. If you're basically the size of an atom, all right, and that's your soul and you got that harnessed energy and you learn how to reach out to the other atoms around you, start pulling them in, you start making molecules. Now, prime example, you get enough of them together, even though they're super small, they're compact. You could push an object which would be unseen to the human eye because we can't see that small. There's so much we can't hear. But it's solid enough. It can move that cup. It can move those keys. It could do whatever, you know, so on and so forth. Wow. Sound is nothing but sound waves, which waves is energy. It's not it's not so much as air. It's actual energy that's going through the through the air in order to do that. So once again, hence a EVP recording or a disembodied voice. Trust me, I know a lot about physics. I'm actually pretty smart. I know I joke around a lot, but I'm actually pretty smart. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. wow! Man, I mean that, that was pretty uh, thorough, and I mean I I mean that was pretty. That was you like you just got a timeout or something, dude. Timeout. Thirteen years old, and you got a timeout. What are you doing over there? Can't take you nowhere. I know, right? I have to lock you in cell four. God. No, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> take it back. Anywhere else? Oh man, if you were just eighteen, I'd just no, I'm kidding. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do anything to you. I'd make fun of you a lot more. But unfortunately, you're only 13, so I gotta be nice. Yeah, me too. You know what? Actually, I own the show. I really don't have to. So you're an idiot. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Now, watch this. This is gonna be trending out there. Everybody be like, dude, he called a 13 year old an idiot. (laughs) Yes, I did. Chance Hancock from Paraprobe called a 13 year old an idiot. 15%. But I really don't mean it, though. He's actually a nice kid. There you go. Yeah, he's a nice kid. Do what? I said, I'll spin around. (laughs) I'll spin around. He'll take himself a spin. He's just going to spin around on the stool. Hey, whoa. <laughs> exactly. Kinetic energy. Well, that was a Potential whole 10 energy. seconds of our lives. We'll never get no, back. Never Watching get him back. spin on the bar stool. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, moving on. So, uh, like I said, I mean, it, to me, I think that that is, in theory, 
how ghosts can move objects, so on and so forth. But once again, that's just a theory that I happen to believe in. That doesn't mean I expect everybody else to believe in it, and I and I don't. If they if they have a varying opinion or whatever, I don't have an issue with that. No, because you know, it, like we're all hypothesizing at this point. Exactly. That's you know the, the day this ever becomes a solid facet of science and stuff is actually proven and whatnot. At that point in time, there will be like actual certifications for it. You know, right. it, 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 like becoming an AC tech. You know right. what I mean? There's actual schools because it's proven this is what makes AC work and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? So it's the same thing like in the paranormal field. It's just it's an untapped part of science, I believe, so far. And you know what? For all we know, it may not even be ghosts. It could be something totally different that's just outside our 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 observed physics that we understand fourth to six dimensions maybe maybe these are things we're picking up from yeah you never know um it could be biblical we never know and that's a good point and i won't say any certain religion but i know there's a religion that when they believe when you die your body goes into a state of sleep Mm -hmm. you wait for the day of rapture when jesus comes and rises all his children up at once yeah who's to say they're sleeping yeah. Maybe that's who we're communicating with. Maybe they're up the taking a walk. waiting to ascend heaven. Yeah, they're walking around right One. now. They're, dude, right now they're hanging out at Universal, getting on the rides for free. I, I mean, exactly. Yeah. You never know where because that, that's what everywhere. I would do if I was a ghost. Like you're saying, they're everywhere. Yeah. It's not just the Gilcrest. No, it's everywhere. Uh, yeah. It could be right here in the studio. Yeah. Well, attachment. It may be your grandfather that follows you. Yeah. It might be my grandmother that follows me. But believe me, yeah. there's spiritual activity going on everywhere around you. Don't be afraid. Yeah. In these places, it's going on all around you. You know, and the other thing is, too, and this is the flip side of the coin, because i got to be fair. Even for a skeptic, let's just say that it's not ghosts. Listen, it's not spirits. But it's definitely something outside the realm of science that we understand currently at this time. Imagine what that would be like if we figured that out and found that out one day. And you huh. know what? It's going to take people doing paranormal investigations to find out. So, once again... If you're out there and you're doing your investigations and people are saying that's the wrong way to do it, you do you. Don't worry about Amen that. Amen to that. You do you. Yeah, you do you. You enjoy what you do. And you know what? I think that's the biggest problem right now in the paranormal field that people forget. And I'm going to put this out there right now because I don't care if I have haters because they know I really, truly have no feelings. Here's the deal. When it comes down to doing investigations or being a paranormal investigator or whatnot, you're going to have haters no matter what. I don't care if you do underwater basket weaving. Somebody will be like, you have to do it left over right, not right over left. There's always going to be a hater, no matter what you do. Okay? So with that being said, unless I'm sleeping with you or you pay my bills, your opinion don't matter to me. I really don't care. (laughs) All right? So you go do you, I'll go do me, and we'll leave it at that. All right? Now... At the end of the day, we should all be able to accept that and maybe even work together and share stuff because maybe that one thing I am doing, you may, may have a better way of doing it. You got to check your ego at the door. You have to. You really need to. Yeah. It's okay to, to be a good leader and say, look, this is the premise of how we do things so far. Now, if you have an idea, throw it in the bowl. Let's talk about it. Let's see what's going on. Maybe we figure something out. So once again, like I said, unless you're doing something blatantly stupid like, you know, like we're talking about, you know, the flatlining. If flatlining and crap. There you go. Yeah, there, there, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, yeah. Let's not be doing that. That's that's right. That's just bad. Yeah. All right. So now I'm off my soapbox. You're looking at me funny. Trying not to talk too much. I do radio. I have to. Oh well, I'm talking about me as a guest. Oh, go ahead. Oh. So uh, tell us some of your paranormal experiences. <laughs> um, when I met my tell wife. Tell us about John Zappis no, for a second. Uh, John Zappis I got to hang out with at the St. Augustine Museum, uh, Lighthouse. 
it was years ago. Uh, I had like had Dustin Perry on my show. We through the show, we wanted to become friends. They had a big event going on there. They casted me like 10 tickets to come on up and hang out. So me and the radio crew went up there and hung out. And I got to hang out with John Zaffis, talk with him. And, dude, that guy is hilarious. I can tell you right now, too, the movie Haunting in Connecticut, the scene where the demonic thing comes up from the basement at him or whatever, uh, he was telling me, he said, you know, in real life, he said the real thing was far scarier than what the Hollywood portrayed it to be. He oh, yeah. said number one. He said number two, there was no bodies in the wall. That was Hollywood and the movie honey so I hate to ruin that for a lot of people out there who might like that movie there was no bodies in the wall that was Hollywood throwing that in for you know we just heard the real deal about Tombstone the birdcage out there that, mm-hmm. you know Wyatt Earp she wasn't a nice French singer she was a working girl there at the yeah. at the birdcage um, mm-hmm. they of course put their spin on everything but I tell you the bullet holes in the floor and the stage and the, the that's that was all real oh yeah downstairs in the poker room they had Wyatt Earp's room mm-hmm. they had Doc Holliday's room over here they closed the place up in 19, 1887, mm-hmm. opened it back up 1934, say, hey, we got to leave it this way. Let me tell you, all the paranormal places, destinations I've been to, the birdcage of Tombstone by far must be on your list. Let me ask you about this. Paranormal evidence, per se. Okay, I'm the kind of guy that, uh, I'm like you, debunker. I try to debunk everything that I see. All right. There, the, the thing that I love is that piece of evidence you may get once in a while, and, and I refer to it as the brick-in-the-head evidence. I've had people ask me, like, you know, have you ever walked into a place that was haunted and determined, like, very quickly that it was haunted? Yeah, absolutely, because there was moments where something definitively happened, but it's a brick-in-the-head evidence. And I'll give you an example. In a house, I watched two metal dog leashes that were hanging up on the wall. They, they, they were chained instead of like the leather because they were telling me, the homeowners, that the dog would always chew through the leather ones and they got tired of chasing their dog down so they had to buy like the little steel you know chain right. ones. I literally having to turn and look and I watched one go you know from hanging straight down to like somebody picked it up into a 180 straight up into the air and then just dropped and let it go. I haven't seen something that dramatic yet, but me and, I me and my partner watched. Yeah, me and my like that myself. Me and my partner watched that happen, and I'm like, "That's the brick in the head evidence." Oh yeah. Because as soon as I confirmed, there was nothing attached to it. There was no magnet, no trickery, nothing like that at all. I'm like, "There's something here that lifted this thing, an unseen force." Because um, leashes just don't pick themselves up and go toward the ceiling. Right. They just don't do it. You no, know? they don't do that. Yeah. I, I mean, even if you give them the little blue pill, they will not go straight up. No. Nope. They just hang. I have found the most tool that I, I appreciate using the most. We've talked a little bit about thermal. Mm-hmm. I love dowsing rods. Now, if you're using them correctly, and correctly. you're not over exactly. water. If you're well, the thing you'll know is if they cross and don't uncross, you're over water. You're getting nothing. But if you start asking questions and they'll cross and they'll cross across. Those are kind of hard to... And I can tell you right now, too, confirm that that is not a myth about dowsing rods that think that they don't work. No, they literally do work. You really can. If I'm you get over water, time. they will cross. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, a... it's scientifically proven it will do that. Well, yeah. On the Gilchrist County page, we have a Facebook page, the old Gilchrist County Facebook page, mm-hmm. um, which let me take this opportunity to say this now. We are under construction. We are not taking any bookings on the jail right at the moment. Mm-hmm. But if you stay tuned to our page... It'll let you know. Yeah. But with the dowsing rods, like you were saying about the bunking, mm-hmm. think, well, our bodies are energy. Dowsing rods are operating on magnetic energy from the planet versus water. Exactly. Now, I got to thinking, am I the one, my energy inside, am I manipulating these somehow inadvertently? The answer is no, because if I had a pair of dowsing rods here, mm-hmm. and you had a pair, and we sat back to back, and we had him asking the questions, 
they would answer the same way. Yeah. They'd respond, and, and we've done this several times. And see, and that's the great thing is because you're doing one key thing that is awesome. You're doing two things at once. That's two pieces of evidence to back up each other. Sometimes do three or four people in a there row. There you go. Yeah. And then they'll, then, and the, and they'll respond. Yep. So. You know, I, like I said, I, I'm all about like you know, say mediums and such. You yes. know, people who are psychic if they want to come I've in. I've seen and, some real deals. Uh, and that's me another too. Another thing about the jail. Yeah. We see lots of different when we're open. A lot. Of you watch like teams. every walk of life come through there, and, they, and some are funny, some are serious, some mm-hmm. are. What are you doing? Uh, and but you learn a little bit from each one, and, and you hear another paranormal story along the way, and it really is a great experience owning this destination. My number one rule that I have with you know anybody I investigate with is this: don't run. All right, and I'm going to ask you about this in a second. This actually is pertaining to a question for you. All right, and the reason for being is not because you got to look tough. It's not that at all. It's because you're in unfamiliar territory. The normal will hurt you a lot faster than the paranormal. Many of investigators have lost shins from coffee tables, you know, and such, <laughs> falling downstairs because they were running, you know, trying to get away from something or whatever that scared them. Have you ever had something scare you really bad? And it don't have to be on an investigation. I'm just saying in general, paranormal, anything that really scares you. I will tell you what has gotten my, what's gotten me. I think if I ever see a shadow man, that'll really pucker up my bottom. Mm-hmm. But my wife and I were at a place up uh, up in Illinois, Illinois, on the McPike Mansion. We'd seen an old building out back, and we asked the lady, well, what's up? She said, well, that's a Deadman property. Mm-hmm. Well, I went out there on my dowsing rod, still new at it, went and, of course, checked the house out, got a, an incredible EVP out of that. Um, <clears throat> asked on the way out, well, did uh, I hope that we did not disturb you. Is there anything here that may hurt me? Mm-hmm. They crossed and said yes, and then I backed off and said, hey, I'm sorry to have disturbed you. I learned a valuable lesson that day. Ask permission before, you know, ask if there's anything yeah. demonic, if you're going to trust your rods. Yeah. But, yeah, um, so you learn. It's like you're saying. Mm-hmm. You start a place and you learn as you go along. It's a learning curve. It, it really, really is. is. It's trial by error. So what about for you guys? I mean, I know, like, the, you know, the one thing with the doors kind of freaked you out, obviously, especially because of your age back then. It would freak out any kid that age. But have you ever had anything paranormal that just terrified you when the moment happened? Uh, not really, other than just the door opening. That was really just the only thing that really just stood out to me, honestly. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I, I get it, because I know many adults that if all of a sudden the door started just opening, shutting on its own or whatever, would trip them out, too, because the brain can't process the weird. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It, 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 the brain, for the for the listening audience out there, is like a giant, uh, imagine it being like a giant safe cracker. You are trying to figure out every single combination of everything happening around you at 24-7. Really, really super fast, all right? Sounds, sight, hearing, touch, taste, the whole nine yards. Your brain is completely just computing and telling you what everything is nonstop. So when something like that happens, your brain's like, sorry, dude, you're on your own. I got an answer. Everything all at once and it's like, you're on your own. Yep. And that's when the, the fear will kick in real quick. Uh, my, my biggest fear from an investigation was not anything paranormal. I got chased by a hog on an investigation. I got chased by a couple of wily uh, raccoons one night out there at the jail. Yeah, see, yeah. Had to catch many a snake. Once again, we agree. The normal can hurt you a lot faster uh, than the yeah, paranormal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The spiders, uh, we first got the place. I had one chase me out. I had nothing for it. Nothing. I mean, it yep. was like a dinner plate. Yeah, screw that. I hate spiders. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Here's the thing, too, and I want to put this out there. I was asking about scary things happening to them. I knew it was really probably nothing with the Gilcrest County Jail. There are many people who have investigated there, you know, and of course he owns, you know, Mr. Henry, Henry Lee owns the place as well now, too. 
when they do get the doors open, you guys start letting investigators in there, or even if you're not, you, you're not even an investigator, you're just interested, you guys need to go there because the historical aspect of it is cool as hell for one. And then two, well, to be honest with you, because I've been there, done that, it really is haunted. But it's nothing that's going to terrify you. You will have a good time, I promise. I, I, I reach out to the skeptic. Because um, as paranormal investigators, you're going to see a spot. Even if it's great, you're going to do it several times. But then you've been there, done that, and you move on. There's only mm -hmm. so many paranormal investigators out there. Yeah. I want to reach out to the skeptic. Reach out to the guy that's got no tools, watching these shows on TV, feeling that's not really what's supposed to be going on. Yep. Um, running and screaming for your life. Um, <laughs> yeah. I encourage you to call when we open back up. You'll see it on the page. Yeah, trust me. We have all the tools and then some. And I will be putting everything out there on my social media too as time goes by. You know, because you guys are looking towards fall, right, to be open. That would fall. be a, a good, a good, a, a, a good, good guess. Right, that'd be a good guess. Okay, so we're shooting. You know, they're shooting for fall. We're shooting for fall to push this out there for all you guys. But we'll be throwing it out there and keeping you updated. Just make sure. All right, put everywhere they can go to to find out about Gilchrist County Jail. You know, to to you know your website, Facebooks, all that stuff. Yes, it's the old Gilchrist County Facebook page. There's two of them. There's one that Arlene has that just has a little blue insignia. Ours is the actual Gilcrest lit up in red. Mm -hmm. um, it's the one with the, I shouldn't sound to say this, so I appreciate every member we have, but it's the one with 1,500 members, mm -hmm. um, which I try to keep it fresh. Uh, that's why I put in Birdcage. I'll put in the little pup we're trying to make a paranormal investigator, a little mm -hmm. red healer we're working with. Um, working Jeff, Justin and I working. Yep. Um, it's it's like you're saying as far as our live feeds and the things we put on the Facebook page. It's it's a family that's interested in paranormal. Yeah. That went out and bought a jail, and it's the day to day operations of owning something like this. And I have to say this: the one thing that I really appreciate about what you guys are doing too, and and I want to definitely give you your props about this. You know, for you and your wife, you guys are not using this as a scam. This is one of those, like, no, you guys really love the place. You wanted to save it, and you wanted to save it for the historical factor and also the paranormal, for all the paranormal people that like going there. Very much so. Yeah, it's, and, it's and I appreciate ass. that. There's a lot of people out there, as we well know, as we were talking about earlier, you know, that buy these places up, and they'll jack up the cost through the ceiling that nobody can afford to go there, you know, or they turn around and they buy it and destroy it and turn right, it into right. some uh, strip mall or laundromat or whatever. When we know. had investigators coming, we were charging a flat rate of $50 a person for 12 hours. Yeah, and that's that's a great price. That um, is a great versus, price. Yeah, there's some places out there that charge hundreds, if not thousands. Oh, thousands. Trust me, I and know. And the great thing about Gilcrest, it's intimate. It's eight cells. It's got a ton of history. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly putting historical things in there from uh, attached items to a switchboard from 1922 mm -hmm. from Venice Beach um, pictures of uh, mass murderers and I've got a plaque from uh, Bonnie and Clyde with actual bullets fired from their gun actual rap that's sheets. cool that is so real cool and we have this all this teak furniture in there for the eye we we go it's it's a total immersive experience like a 4d mm -hmm. movie almost but it's for real. There really is like a a different atmosphere when you walk in that place. I noticed. Really is. Yeah, like when we when uh, when Dead X Radio was there, when we were there with, with DXR, and we were like broadcasting, we were set up outside, and we were there with a few people, the Rod Demarest and a few other people were yeah. there, and we were outside. 
did the show. Everybody was laughing, having a good time, all that stuff. And then, like, we walked into the building after the show. And this before they started doing the investigations that night. We just walked in just to look around to get familiar with, you know, right. the area. Check it out. Yeah, cool make, make sure we don't trip and bust our butts or anything right. like that over anything. And when we walked in, we're walking around. It's like the atmosphere changed as soon as you walked through that door. You oh, could yeah. just feel it, you know. Yeah. It is, it's definitely a really cool place. And I've heard some investigators talk about uh, how residual energy is stored. And they say from the silica that's within the the concrete walls of the place mm-hmm. is some kind of, and I, I can't explain, I'm not a physicist, but it gets entrapped. And that's how residual energy, it's in like the silica dust. Mm-hmm. And like during lightning storms, I notice a peak. Or if no one's been in there a while. Actually, since you guys have been doing the, you know, refurbishing and all that, have you noticed that things have picked up because of it? Or is it, like, the same? Or We've had a couple of uh, teams come in um, to helping hands of Gilcrest, mm-hmm. just helping uh, clean up and this and that. Um, I've got to debunk it, but um, James Sullivan of OOP uh, Paranormal mm-hmm. of North Florida it looks like a shadow man to me. The low peaking around the corner. Mm-hmm. I have got to look at it myself. Yeah. But yes, it is ramping up. It is, okay. They're interested in what's going on. But Very I told cool. them for so long, hey, this is happening. It wasn't a secret. They had visitors. Yeah. And the visitors stopped because the city said, hey, you're under construction. I don't want people getting hurt. I don't want you getting sued. Mm-hmm. And now it's like people want it so bad because it's something they can't have at the moment. Yeah, we had a lot of people like want to come through. Fruit. Yeah. We get <laughs> anywhere fruit. 15, 20 yes. calls a week. Still. I've dated women like that. Yeah, still want people want to come. Yep, um, and, and I don't blame them. All right, well, I tell you what, we're getting ready to wrap up the show here. We only got about like two and a half minutes, so I'm gonna give you one minute to go ahead and throw out all your social medias, all that stuff where we want people to go one more time. Uh, just a refresher for everybody listening. And then you guys, feel free too. If you have any type of social media you want to put out, just jump in right behind him. So, um, You want to look at capital letters on each of the first letter, the old Gilcrest County Facebook page. I'm Henry Lee. Lots of antics, lots of pictures of different things, different paranormal places. Um, many updates on when we will reopen. Um, you can tell your stories about the paranormal. We don't sell anything on there. It's strictly a paranormal platform only yep and you know you're gonna have paraprobe radio out there too oh of course you, yeah of course. you already yeah, know that's, that. that, yeah. that it's a gimme yeah because we do also live like broadcast you know look on locations too just throwing that out there make sure you don't forget <laughs> all right so what about you man uh not much everything uh, is pretty good but i just want to say one thing about the kill crest is that it's really cool and everything like that and when you do check it out is that you definitely have to make sure to go upstairs and, and you have to spend some time by yourself and i want you guys to like Make sure to ask questions and stuff like that and see what's going on up there. Absolutely. All right, so, young James, do you have anything to say? Uh, Nobody cares what you have to say. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead, man. You got anything you want to throw in? No, not, not really. Did you have a good time? Yeah, I did, actually. You feel like you want to do radio now? Yeah, I guess. I mean, not really. You got to deepen up that voice a little bit for radio, brother. Yeah, we definitely got to do that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big boy, though, man. How tall are you? He's about six. Six foot, two hundred and what, twenty? No, because I'm, I'm like, two, I'm like five eleven and three quarter. I'm like five eleven and three quarter, right at almost six foot. And you're about well, close to an inch taller than me. Just under six, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's the football team's trying to get him to go on, but he. Nah, I believe it, man. Yeah, he used to play football, and he already 
had his experiences. He's playing tackle football. At four uh, years, so. Well, I tell you what, man, I don't know what you're feeding him, but it's obviously working. All right, so make sure you guys tune in <laughs> next. Vegetables. Exactly. Make Super sure you guys tune in next week to uh, Paraprobe on 1490 AM WWPR. Uh, we'll have Jesse back in studio with us again, and we have some really special guests also coming up in the near future. I'll be throwing that out there. Make sure you follow us on all your social media platforms. Uh, we're on everything, Instagram, you know, everything, you know, Paraprobe. Also, make sure you go and follow us on, you know, everything else for the podcast platform, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, so on and so forth. Later, taters. Thank you for having us. You are welcome. Republicans in the Granite State on Saturday. I stand before you today and make this solemn pledge when I'm back in the White House, I will ensure that New Hampshire remains 